Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, everybody. I'm Matthew. And I'm Judah. What's going on, uh, dog cancer? Dog dog cancer? Well, it was pretty good until you called me dog cancer. I, um, I had a belt of rye whiskey when I got home. A belt? Yeah, that's the, that's the traditional unit of measurement for whiskey, right? I have no idea. I always thought it was in, like, um, f- fingers? Is that fingers a thing? is one. Maybe a gulp. A gulp, sure. You mean like a, a double gulp? gulp? Not a double gulp. Oh, that's a lot of whiskey. I, I like to pot responsibly. Yeah, that would be a shit ton of whiskey. It's too much whiskey. <laughs> I know it is because a double gulp of Dr. Pepper will make you pee like six times. Oh, for sure. And it'll give you diabetes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, pretty just much one, just double one or gulp. two. Yeah, you don't need to have like many. Yeah. <clears throat> Turns out when we were kids, we weren't responsible about our diet. Uh, Somebody should have been responsible for us, right? Yeah, well, it wasn't going to be Dad sneaking off for secret cheeseburgers and shit. No, the secret cheeseburger is much more delicious than, like, a a regular on-the-level cheeseburger. Mom told me she caught him doing that not long ago. I am not surprised. That is, um, it's an old favorite of his. Just like, just her train was slightly late leaving the station... Really? And when it went past their street, she could see him in the car. Wow. And it was like, yeah, no, he was straight up going to McDonald's, get a sausage uh, sausage muffin, no egg. And, uh, and he could not wait either, apparently. No, he, that... he couldn't wait five more minutes. He couldn't be cool about it. <laughs> it's like, I know they stopped serving breakfast. I mean, they don't even do that anymore, right? They have all day breakfast, but maybe they don't do the the sausage McMuffin with no egg or I have, something. I but... have no idea. But it's like, you know she leave the house at like 7, so yeah. he had a lot of time. He had a big window there. Yeah. Yeah, he's very impatient about his uh, fast food breakfast. It never really made sense to me, because it never seemed like any of the times he was like, we should get a bag of burgers, like anybody went, no. We're not yeah, no doing that. No one ever went, that. ugh, are you serious? Like, we're going to eat that garbage? Yeah. Everyone was like, fine, I don't have to think about it. That's right. Especially it was mom. Be that or pizza, so whatever. That's right. Especially mom, who usually had to cook, was like, she's like, uh, yeah, that's okay. So that's why I never understood the secret burger. Again, it must just be the thrill of sneaking around. Yeah, she was never like, nah, we should just eat salad, right? Yeah. Probably just have a salad. <laughs> well, you know, he's got strange cares. He does have strange cares. So, uh, Dog, do you remember uh, when we were joking about Better Than Ezra last week? Yeah. And I said, what's your favorite song, Rosalita? Which is not actually one of the songs. No, isn't that... Um... Uh, it turns out it's Rosalia. And the reason that I know that is because your wife promptly responded that her favorite Better Than Ezra song is Rosalia. I think she specifically t- tweeted us, and we can... T- is that the only tweet we got, by the way? 
Yeah, that was the only tweet we got this week. I think uh, she, she tweeted at she... Brother Date, this is my favorite, and then a link to the uh, unplugged Rosalia. Yes, a very, uh, an, a somehow even softer version of that song. Mm-hmm. That they I put. love that they brought a drummer in there on this video to play uh, to play a, a single drum with brushes. That's right. Like these two chodes couldn't have made their way through Rosalia without him. No, and not only that, him and that one drum, he had to play it as soft as he could. He was like, no, I gotta go straight brushes. That's it. That's all yeah, I, I got. I only listened to about ten seconds of it, but the drum was inaudible to me anyway. That's right. It's a very big soft. waste of time. Uh, but for <laughs> reference, this... Uh, one of the worst Better Than Ezra songs that apparently your wife really likes. Yeah, she loves that uh, song. She loves a lot of Better Than Ezra. She likes way more Better Than Ezra songs than I do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's this piece of garbage. Yeah. I mean, I could... There's, that's not the whole song, but <laughs> you, it might as well be. You didn't play the bits where he's singing... Even prettier. Yeah. He sings it as pretty as he can. Meh. In parts of it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, at least we're getting some participation. Yes. So, you know, How much did you have to nag her to participate? I swear to God, I didn't this time. Just the nagging that we did on the show, that's all. Just, oh, okay. the, just the on-podcast nagging. I find that a little hard to believe. Which goes I'll, out to I'll everyone, by the way. Anybody out there. I don't think anyone's out there. Nope. <clears throat> no, so far, there's no evidence that anyone is listening to this or aware of its existence. I feel like this is that scene in The Last Outpost where Riker goes up on that cliff and he just shouts, ANYBODY! I hadn't thought about The Last Outpost in a long time. <laughs> That's because I I don't even know if I should say this. I... I just this week started to rewatch the Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, boy. I don't know why. I've seen them oh, all buddy. 50 times. I think I just have time to kill. I have time to you, kill. You didn't just start with season three. <laughs> nope. No, I went straight to the beginning. Well, I tried to listen to a podcast about The Next Generation, The Greatest Generation. Mm-hmm. I haven't I mean, tried that yet. I don't know if podcasts are the best place to review other podcasts, but um, the dudes were not knowledgeable at all. Uh, that's a real shame. Like, I listened to the first four episodes, and they just take it episode by episode, and so they watched, they watched the first four Star Trek episodes. <clears throat> and each episode at the beginning, they were like, yeah, I, had, I didn't even know this episode existed. I had no memory of this. And I was like, man, why are they doing that podcast? I should be doing that podcast. I remember all of the episodes. Now, what for, for these purposes, the first four episodes are Encounter at Farpoint 1 and 2, The Naked uh, Now, and... Code of Honor. Code of Honor. Oh, then, they got so you got to listen to Code of Honor. But they, I think See, they I counted feel like we could do a solid hour on Code of Honor. <laughs> yeah, I think they counted Encounter at Farpoint as one, because oh. I think I got into the last outpost. Unless maybe got to I the just, last outpost, yeah, yeah. Unless maybe I just listened to an extra episode. I don't know, but yeah, they didn't really know much about it, which I thought it was a weird choice for them then to do a podcast where they could take it episode by episode because they don't, they didn't seem that aware. Like we're about six, seven minutes <laughs> into this episode. Our, our typical length is like an hour and eight minutes or so. Right. I, I definitely feel like we could run that full length just talking about Code of Honor without oh, yeah. having watched it. Like, yes. I have not watched it recently. That's an easy one, dude. Because most of the first season and, and probably 
fully the first 15 episodes are just so bizarre. They're, they're, the most science fiction-y concepts happen right at the beginning, I think. Yeah. Um, and all the characters act really weird and not like themselves. Humans? Later in the show, especially. Oh. but oh, Yeah, okay. or human. Yeah, it's like the first season of <clears throat> The Simpsons when all of the voices and, and animations are wrong. Yeah, and they all like weirdly refer to each other just by their last name. But like really weirdly, like Picard will just go, Riker! Right. And you're like, well, that's really weird. He doesn't call him Riker. Calls him number one. Yeah. Commander or Will. <laughs> but he does not call him Riker. And then, like, Beverly will be like, Sorry, Troy. Oh, yeah, that is weird. And it's like, ugh, I don't like any... I don't like what is happening. I don't like these people at all. Also, the, um... <laughs> the weird cattiness of that moment is not evidenced elsewhere in the series. Not that they're, like... They don't ever become friends, really. I mean, we see them we see them stretching together that one time. It was very unfortunate. <laughs> it was very unfortunate when they're stretching in their early 90s leotards. Oh, so that scene was not how you discovered your sexuality? Nope. No, I think, actually, uh, that put me back a couple of years, I think. <laughs> so you, got, was... you were a little retarded because of that? The groundhog saw his shadow, and <laughs> he, did, he did not come back out for a while. So those, uh, like, leotards over body stockings was not the move oh, that, that did it for you. It was, Not only were those awful, and not, and I never had any desire for either of those characters, but the colors are so early 90s. I think Troy's in, like, a oh, weird, like, silver lavender. Silver purple. Yeah, lavender and silver or something like that. And, and like, and... a light metallic green over a dark forest green. Am I remembering this correctly? <laughs> you remember it very closely. That is close to my memory of it. Uh, this is going to make it sound like it was the defining moment in my sexuality. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> That's, what it... <clears throat> That's what did it for you. That's so weird. That scene... I mean, that is a scene where they get together and talk about how dreamy a guy is. I now don't remember even who the guy was. Oh, yes, you do, because he's a trill. Oh, okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Early trill, you know, before they figured out they were just like us, but with spots. He had some forehead stuff going on, I think. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's not an interaction that those two characters ever have, before nope. or after that moment. I don't believe we ever see them talking about boys in any other, any other time. I guess, um, does the next generation fail the Bechdel test? What, what is that? Like, test? does the entire run of the show fail the Bechdel test? What does that mean? Uh, a movie passes the Bechdel test if there is a scene where two women are having a conversation and it is not about a man. Oh, I think, <laughs> I think I just heard about this on, um, Fresh Off the Boat. Like I just saw two characters talking about that. It's sort of a, I mean, it's a, it's a few years old, this idea, but um, surprisingly few mainstream movies pass the Bechdel test. Mm. And I'm now try, racking my brain trying to think if there's a scene where two women talk to each other, frankly, at all. <clears throat> right. But to a lesser extent, not about a man. On the next generation? What? Like, maybe it would be somewhere weird. Like, where are there a lot of women? Angel 1? Oh, that's all about men, dude, because that entire episode no, no. is about gender politics. The episode is entirely about men, yeah. because it's a, the crazy science fiction premise, what about a world where uh, women were dominant and men were sex objects? Yep, that's what I'm saying. And then we got to see Riker uh, shirtless. He was pretty happy about it, as I recall. Uh, he was into it. 
he was for sure into it. I don't know why they send him. Uh, but I'm just trying points. to think, like, is there one scene there that's just about politics and not about... <clears throat> not well, about sex? Yeah, I think probably, but again, I think even the politics are about gender politics. When we're watching. So, in sort of a macro sense, it's still about dudes. Yeah, that's pretty rough then. Yeah. I mean, there's like a hundred and probably 150 hours once you correct for run times of this show. Yeah. And, so, and what you were saying you, really makes me think there really are not a lot of conversations at all between two women. No. Well, there aren't. So there's Guinan. Who only talks to Picard and Worf? Mainly Picard and Worf. Uh, there's, uh, of course, one episode where she spends a lot of time talking to Data Oh, yeah, and yeah. one where she spent some time giving advice to Jordy. Okay. About about women, by the way. Yep. Uh, yep. And there's there's Troy and there's Crusher and for one season Pulaski instead of Crusher. Yeah, I don't think uh, you never see and, them talking to each other. And boy, ain't that it. That's it. Well, there's Tashiar for seventeen episodes, but Tashiar's um, yeah, but Tashiar does tell Troy that when she's drunk, that. Um, she wanted to get advice from her about clothes because right. Deanna always wears such beautiful clothes off duty. Yep, that's uh, that's a that's a tell instead of a show. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, because nothing that Troy wears at any point in the series is beautiful. No, no, or flattering even. It's all even weird just for her body. Generally, type. pretty unflattering. <laughs> that's right. She's actually a pretty bad self stylist. Yeah, she has yet to figure out her aesthetic. I think. Yeah, her hair gets better as the series goes on. I think that might just be a measure of getting further and further from 1987, though. Yes, but nothing else really improves. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, it briefly I mean, at improves... some point, they, they put her in a uniform for yes. a while. That's actually an improvement. I was going to say, it briefly improves when Jellico shows up <laughs> and tells her to wear a goddamn uniform. For, for which, I believe, he is my favorite character on the entire run of the show. Why is Picard so loosey-goosey? Um, it's not like... clear why he's a total hippie. It's at the beginning of the show. He's like, I'm not comfortable around children. I don't want children on my starship. He's like a military commander. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Except that, like, instantly he's like, Yeah, your 16 year old son can dick around on the bridge. Like five times too. Like he keeps coming onto the bridge and he keeps being like, Oh, sit in my chair or oh, sit at ops. Like fuck it, I'll use my power and make him a commissioned officer. And then, okay, so in that episode, The Naked Now, all of the problems really are caused by drunk Wesley. Who takes over the ship and then gets the engineer, Shimoda, whatever his name is, drunk. Yep. And then he takes out all the ice linear chips, and then when that sure star does. explodes or whatever, they can't... Okay, what's what's the name of that lady chief engineer? I don't know if they ever give her a name. I so don't she's think... got like a Scottish or Irish name, right? Does she really have a name? I don't even remember. I, I was just yeah, referring to her as chief engineer. Hang on, I'm just going to Google uh, TNG lady chief engineer. <laughs> I, I remember she's blonde. Yeah, she sure is. Um, but anyway, so the whole thing is Drunk Wesley's fault. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, when he comes up with that tractor beam solution or whatever, they're like, I guess we should probably thank Wesley in the official log or whatever. But, dog, this woman is a relative of ours. It's Sarah McDougal. Oh, a McDougal. A McDougal. Yeah, you know, McDougal's crest or, um, sigil or whatever is a, is a raven. This is what's interesting. Uh, so, in this is uh, 
boy, this is the way that Star Trek was treated a little bit like the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Mm. So, Scotty is an engineer, right? Sure. Some kind, yeah. Because Scotsmen are good at engineering. Right. right? This this dates back to the Bessemer process, etc. Uh-huh. Uh, she's Chief McDougal. Her replacement is uh, Lieutenant Commander Argyle. I remember that guy. Is that the beard guy? Beardo? That's Be- Beardo. Okay. I remember uh, Beardo because he has such disdain for the Traveler and uh, the weirdo the, tra- the Traveler travels with. Kaczynski. Kaczynski, yeah. He has such disdain for that guy. Yeah. Um, so all engineers, except for LaForge, are, uh, are, are, from the, are Gaelic in this universe. Well, I, he- I heard he's Black Irish, so it's... Well, LaForge seems like it ought to be French in some way. I don't know if that means he's from Haiti or what, but... That's a good question. His mom doesn't have an accent, right? And his dad's been Marine. Yeah. Okay. I think we can presume it was some point in the pretty far I would like to. Sometimes the characters still have accents, and you go, I don't really understand how Earth works. How does Earth work? Does everyone speak English? Uh, Do they all speak their own languages? Do they have to learn English? Why would the Universal Translator translate something in an accent? How does it work? It really is an aspect of the future that is not well explored. Yeah, and well, would potentially be pretty interesting how the sort of united Earth government works. The, but you'd have to get into World War Three, I think. The problem is they'd have to sit down and really think about it. And that would right. always seem to be on them. Just like, oh boy, we'd have to like come up with a real solution to that. And that seems sticky. So we're just going to never talk about it again. Let's just hire a guest writer who's way too into Mark Twain. <laughs> That's right. But I, I actually appreciate that more than the... Let's give like an offhand comment to explain it, because that usually just opens a can of worms. Like in DS Nine, when they're like, <clears throat> yeah, they could have just kept ignoring the fact that the Klingons look different. Oh right, and then yeah, that which one... was, by the way, is what they should have done. And then yeah. we could all said, oh yeah, they just you know special effects got better. Exactly. What do you we, want? I think we were comfortable with that, but then uh, they have to go back into the old Enterprise days for no good reason, and. Um, they see, like, an old-timey Klingon, which just looks like a human with, like, some crazier eyebrows. It's because everybody wanted to see Terry Farrell in one of those miniskirts, dog. <sighs> anyway, so then um, so then they're like, hey, why do they keep calling those Klingons? They don't look like you. And Worf's like, well, we don't like to talk about it. And it's like, "Ah, oh, crap. Now... Like, well, fuck you, then. Yeah, now you have bothered to show us that the Klingons, for some reason, look different than they did before. Like, you know what they should have done? They, if they had to go back in time, they should have had the Klingons look like Klingons look now. And That's then right. that would have been... That would have solved it. Yep. Like, people would have said, oh... Well, they, I guess that's what they looked like all along. Instead, but it was the, the double whammy of acknowledging it and then punting it. It's okay, Doc, because then Enterprise made up a real bullshit explanation for it, which I did not watch the show, so I don't really understand. But it has something to do with augments. Yep, that's right. That's correct. They punted it, and the writers of Enterprise took it up and came up with a solution that nobody cared about. So anyway, yeah, so no one ever explains how it works with people on Earth and well, why some of them have accents, like Picard has a British accent. Yeah. And why some of them just sound like regular-ass Americans. Anyway, I definitely need you to let me know if at any point during your rewatch of The Next Generation it suddenly passes the Bechdel test. Oh, okay, I'll try. I would be very surprised. I thought you wanted me to alert you whether, uh, if at any point during The Next Generation I got chubbed. Maybe something with you seemed maybe in maybe that. Commander Shelby has a conversation with someone or Rolaren. No. Like it's, I think we're we're gonna have to reach here. 
I can't think of any time Shelby talked to another woman. Cito Jackson has a conversation with somebody. I don't know. It seems very unlikely. I will let you know, but it seems very uh, maybe, unlikely. Maybe in one of Troy's uh, <clears throat> few counseling sessions that we see, but I think those are mostly about relationships. Probably. Well, that we only ever see a couple of them, and in one of them, she's like having an emotional breakdown and really like bitches that lady out about what a oh, whiner she, she is. She goes at her. She's like, "Why are you such a whiner?" Like, oh, okay. But that's because she's got that. Uh, that's because she's got that dude's bitch mom in her, right? Oh, uh, is that that one? I thought it was the one where she I was losing her powers. Know. Oh, maybe it's the one where she's losing her powers. Where she had space PMS, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she just totally takes it out on that lady. Oh fuck, man! I hadn't thought. Is it a metaphor for PMS? That would be pretty bad. <laughs> those That'd two be a pretty D, bad decision. Those two D organisms, yes, they are a metaphor for space PMS. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm doing that. I can't explain why. I, again, I, I just I have time to kill sometimes. My wife works very late. Yeah. So, so her dedicated to her research, etc. Yeah. Yes. Well, dog, I'm sorry that podcast didn't do it for you. No, I mean the only good the only good insight I got out of it was that maybe Picard is a pedophile. Oh, and that's why he doesn't want kids around. Because he lays it on real thick about kids. As soon as Riker walks in the door, he's like, "I need you to make sure I don't make an ass out of myself with children." And oh, it's like, boy. "Oh, wait a minute, huh?" And uh, yeah, and there's there's definitely some weird creepy uncle stuff with Wesley where he like walks under the bridge and he's like, ha ha, I knew your father, Wesley. Well, I'd always figured that was just because he wanted to bone Beverly. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's what it is as written, but you could definitely maybe read in some, 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 if you wanted to, you could read in some creepy well, pedophilia. The undercurrent there is that he wanted to uh, use the Picard maneuver against her. <laughs> yes. That's where he dicks you at warp speed. <laughs> yep, yep, just uh, dig first. So fast you see two dicks, you don't know which one to shoot at. That's right. I don't know why, by the way. Dog, you always shoot at the new one. Yeah, why would you... There's no I guess reason. you have to know that the Picard Maneuver exists. I don't know about that. What? Isn't it pretty easy to tell that he just warped? I would think so. I mean, warping is pretty pretty distinctive. The Picard Maneuver, the, everybody... The problem is that it makes more sense when it's described than when we see it performed. Yes. Because... I think that they want to give you enough time to understand what's going on that it happens too slowly. Yeah. The Picard Maneuver is an obscure battle maneuver that is named after Picard because he, he invents it, even though it's very um, elementary. He he invents it in some battle. where he, he... It seems dangerous. I mean, like, we don't... We never see anybody overshoot in warp and, like, have anything bad happen to them. It's not clear what happens if you warp through something in Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I assume you blow up or something, but, yeah. Probably, because, like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Anyway. But, um... So, turn to tune in next week when we'll have our own Star Trek show, where we just go one episode at a time. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to have a lot to say about Grappler's Horn. Well, look, the first episode might cover, actually, three or four episodes for us. It's that or Babylon 5, so, you know, take your pick, everybody. Well, that is a space that there's definitely no one has moved into. No one, no one's taken up the no Babylon Five tour. One Babylon Five episode at a time. But then we'd get to the end of it, and we'd have to decide: Are we going to do Crusader? What was the name of that show? Why would we have to do Crusader? It's a different show. Yeah, but like, what do you do when you run out of Babylon Five episodes? Just the podcast is over. Again? 
go over them again. Probably. Just start over. Yeah, well, you probably have new insights this time around. <laughs> Dude, if I still have new insights into Babylon 5, I would be very surprised, because I have seen the, those episodes a lot. Well, you ha- how many times have you seen Encounter at Farpoint never occurred to you Picard might be a pedo? Well, that's true, and it wasn't even my insight. That's what I'm saying, though. It was it was their insight, and they had took they, it was fresh eyes for them. Apparently, they why don't they nothing. just beam the baby out? That's right. That's what you really Some, need. Sometimes fresh eyes work. Yeah, not somebody. But you should who's... have at least someone who knows what's going on. Yeah, you need what you need to have a, a the perfect podcho would be one person who's seen it twenty five times, like me, and then someone who's never seen it before, so that when they have dumb questions, they can be explained, but then they can have all their why don't they just beam the baby out moments, which is something our sister's boyfriend once said when he was watching an episode. And somebody was in labor, and he just thought to himself, uh, like, they haven't cured that in the future? Why don't they just beam the baby out of her? And we yeah, went, because, make, shut up! why they don't. Because shut your mouth, that's why. Seems like a real good way to handle that scenario. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. I mean, they beam... They beam kids all over, presumably. It's not like it's not safe for kids. Straight into Picard's bed sometimes. Hey. Just right under the covers, and he's in that little robe that he wears sometimes. He finds those kids obvious and vulgar. <laughs> all of them? What? Are they all little teases or something? Yeah, they're all little Ardras. <laughs> Bunch of little Ardras. <clears throat> We're going so why deep. Why doesn't want him on his ship? We are going deep right now. Why is that robe so short? I don't know. Because he's seeking Jamaharon, dude. We're going so deep on this. <laughs> is he always, is he permanently seeking Jamaharon? I think so. I mean, he seeks it by not having people to, over to his quarters, because he always seems annoyed when someone rings his doorbell. That's because he's always wearing his little robe, and he doesn't have time to change. Yeah. That's like how I never wear pants, so when someone knocks at the door, it's like, ugh! Do I just answer the door without pants on? And then ultimately I, mean, I go, I guess I should wear pants. So it takes a long time for a, me to answer the door. Kind of a boss move, right? To answer, yeah, I know, but then Fuck I always... You, this is my house, I don't wear pants here. I always decide in the end that I'm not a boss. Mm-hmm. And I gotta put pants on, so it takes me a really long time to answer the door. I got like one leg in, and I'm stumbling around, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No pants. So what have you been up to, dog? How are things going? Um, it's going good. I uh, I recently got a haircut, <laughs> so I can shower at night again. I'm, wow. I'm you... not a morning person. Uh, but it manifests in weird ways. Like, I don't have any trouble getting up at any hour. But if I get up and then go stand in the shower, I, sometimes I'll just stand there for 40 minutes. Just like I won't even notice. Oh. Like, not even washing myself. Just the sh- water's just running on my back. So, um, I prefer to shower at night. But when my hair's long, it then means it gets crazy overnight. So. Huh. Yeah, I prefer to shower at night, too, and again, it's because I, I prefer to have as little time between waking up and being at work as possible. Yeah. I don't I don't like to... I'm not a morning person. I don't want to get up and do anything. I just get up and get dressed and go. But um, my hair length doesn't have much to do with it. You have much thicker hair than me. I do. We have different hair. Yeah, I got uh, hair from mom's side of the family. Yeah, you're not losing your hair, but the well, individual hairs are much thinner. Warren still has his hair, and he's like 85 or something. That's true. Uh, but my hair, like, um, you can hear the clippers slow down as they go through my hair. <laughs> this is running out of juice. In fact, at this haircut, 
the woman kept stopping the clippers and like brushing all the hairs out and she kept like looking at the clipper like what's wrong with this thing this thing broke uh um but uh uh but yeah i do have i have thick hair and it will uh it'll get it's so it's not really manageable like once it sets in a certain position a comb or a brush is is just real temporary like all i can do is reduce the peaks and valleys in it right Unless I get it entirely wet all the way to the scalp. I was told the other day that my hair and my new glasses that I got from Zenny Optical made me look like Clark Kent. And I chose to take that... That's a pretty good look. I was going to say, I chose to take that as, like, a super compliment. I was like, yeah, I do look like Clark Kent. I am Superman. You got it right. Because I got some, like, thicker framed glasses... To oh, replace the it, ones I broke in Las Vegas? Which had no frame, so they couldn't really be repaired. Right. right? Yeah, they were done yeah. for. Um, so this time I overcompensated and went with real thick thick frames. Um, it was kind of Buddy Holly style? Yeah, kind of. Or I guess Clark Kent. Who knew? But um, I guess I get that great haircut from the Vietnamese lady. Mm. You know, there's everybody gets a haircut from a Vietnamese lady, right? Uh, around here, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, not Katie. Uh, she gets her hair cut by somebody named like Amy Joe or Mary Beth or what? Like some kind of white? B- like Billy Sue? I don't remember. Billy Sue? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, some, some. I think it's a white. I think it's a Southern white who cuts her hair. How is that possible around here? Where do you find Has a she Southern found white? The one I don't know. Also, I know. I notice when you say Southern white, you have to say Southern white. Well, that's how they would say it, I believe. Right. But if you're just talking about whites in general, you don't have to do that. But it has to no. be a southern white. No, no, no. Like, if you're a California white, then you're just white. But yeah. A southern white. <laughs> if you're from such as a Georgia. Ugh. Yuck. Or I can't imagine it's great there. Alabama. Ugh. I, I, I imagine it's worse than Georgia there. I think that's the consensus. Yeah. I don't think people think a lot about Georgia, but... <clears throat> But Alabama, Alabama and Mississippi, I think, have a pretty rough reputation. Yeah, I feel like those might be the two worst states. Yeah, I, I think I would agree. I mean, it's not like Arkansas is any great shakes. No, and most of Louisiana is just a terrible place, I assume. Yeah. That whole area. <clears throat> I, I will say this about Mississippi. The gas is crazy cheap there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's not one of our... Um possible destinations since since my wife is uh, always on the lookout for a um, faculty position there's no real there's no college that has a good enough program that my wife would try to go to miss anywhere in mississippi or alabama in, like, for what she does <laughs> not like auburn doesn't have a good lab no 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 not auburn and not not the tide not alabama and not Mississippi or Mississippi State. And what, uh, what about such as... What about something in Georgia? What about like an Emory? The only thing in Georgia that would probably work would be Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. And that's right in the heart of Atlanta, which is, at least is a city. Uh, it's a big city. Yeah, like an actual city. Not like um, whatever Montgomery passes as. Their you airport know? is the size of a city. Yes, it is. Yep. Um, when you get your hair cut by a Vietnamese lady, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, what kind of things do they tell you about your hair? 
Um, because they're is... real good at giving me hair insights and opinions. Yeah, most of the time, most of my life, the Vietnamese ladies who cut my hair, you know, um, all of them, had their own opinion about what my hair should look like. And if I tried to tell them how I wanted it, they'd say, that don't look good! And then they just, they just cut it however they like. But I've stuck with this lady. Well, one, first I stuck with her because the haircuts were $8. Oh, wow. Where did you get an $8 haircut? Oh, there's this place nearby my place that had $8 haircuts. And then last year they raised their prices to $10. And I almost never came back. That's a 25% raise. That's what I said. (sighs) You know, I think there are people who care a lot about how much money you spend on your clothes and haircuts and shoes and things like that. Uh-huh. But, um, I'm just not, I'm not going to spend more than $15 on a haircut. I got to get them, like, all the time. And, uh, I have, like, the easiest haircut in the world. It's like, hey, you know what it looks like now? Shorter. Yeah, just like a, just a shorter version of shorter, this. Shorter, but like this. It'll grow back, and it'll look like this, and then I'll be back, and you can do it again. So how often do you have to get your hair cut? Mm-hmm. 11 times a year. Okay. A little bit less than a, once a month. I mean, a little bit more, a little bit, I go a little bit longer than a month. So you get like a $10 haircut. Uh uh-huh. I yeah. get a $16 haircut. <laughs> you sucker. But I only get it done mm. about three times a year. Oh, okay. Well, so you're, you're spending less then. So I'm spending less, but I, it, I definitely have to explain what I want every time. And it's never the same. <laughs> I never get the same haircut. <laughs> That's why you need a regular person who cuts your hair every five weeks. I, I mean, I go to the same place, hmm. but they always they always have like three or four people working. My lady knows me, and she knows what I want. And last year when they went up to $10, she also hired a dude. This dude smells so much like cigarettes. It is great. That guy must be smoking at all times. It's a $10 haircut place. So anyway... Uh, I hate getting that guy, even though he gives better haircuts, because he smells, and he's very unfriendly. He's a a Vietnamese dude, and he just kind of glares at you the whole time. But his haircuts do look like I have, like, less cowlicks and stuff. So as far as I can tell, there are two... You got two haircut options, right? Uh Uh-huh. At least I've been to two different haircut styles. Hmm. There's the... You just go to a Supercuts, and a Vietnamese lady gives you opinions about your hair. <laughs> yep. And do not let her trim your beard. Even if she asks to, she gave me a fucking chin strap. Yeah, that's right. She'll give you a chin strap if you I looked like her. Fat Fred Durst. It was a bad <laughs> It was a bad scene. I thought Fred Durst was Fat Fred Durst. Was that not I'm correct? fatter than Fred Durst. Okay, alright. <laughs> I looked like an even fatter Fred Durst. I looked like a Viking raised by Cholos. <laughs> that's right. Yep. It was distressing. Um, one of, one of very few times since I turned about 17 or 18 that I was completely clean shaven was after that debacle. Yeah, because you could not, you could not let that stand. <clears throat> there wasn't enough left to do anything else with it, like, yeah. I guess I could have gone all the way down to a goatee, but that's not a good look. Right. So your options are to do that, to go to Supercuts and let them do their thing to you. Right. Or there's like an old school barber shop in Willow Glen. Hmm. That's like... <clears throat> you go in, there's three chairs. They're side by side. They're not like stations facing a mirror back to back, like in a supercuts. Right. 
it's old dudes, three old dudes doing haircuts. Uh, sports will be on, and you will have to talk to them about sports. That's right. You better be prepared, dude. I know you don't watch as much as you used to. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they will shave the back of your neck with a straight razor. Sure. The haircut is, I think, $15. That's not it's bad. Not, it's not crazy. Uh, they will put something that smells weird on you. Okay. Like that, some aftershave that's part of the service, but does not smell great. Okay. <laughs> smells highly medicinal. Is it minty? Is it... It's, it's, I think it's intended to be minty, but it might, it might be spilling over into menthol-y. You smell like a man. Oh, yeah, that's the idea. Right. It's a man. It's a man's barbershop concept. Is it like mint and leather mixed together or something? I mean, kind of. Like, okay. you know, it's got black and white tile floors and the... <laughs> In a barber pole? Like, like a real one? There's like a barber pole outside, etc. Right. One of the little wall-mounted ones, not a street-mounted guy. But, right. you know. Um. But, yeah, it's it, like... And then I would go in there early in the day, and there'd be like... NASCAR Roundup would be on TV or something. It's like, oh god, I gotta talk NASCAR. And that's right, exactly. And I gotta be like, well, I haven't watched NASCAR since Dick Trickle was racing. <laughs> Those Dick Trickle jokes are gonna be real topical. I gotta go in there and be like, is Rusty Wallace still a thing? That's right, dude. Boogity boogity. And then I'd be like, I guess I could talk about Jeff Gordon because he's still running. But it's like, do these guys hate Jeff Gordon? Do they like oh, him? Oh yeah, that's just how true. do they? What's their stance on Rainbow Warriors in general? He was very polarizing for a while there. He's a polarizing figure. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that's tough. I you'd have to wait and get your haircut on Super Bowl Sunday so that you're you're sure you have something to talk about. Right. <laughs> like or like maybe uh, maybe something boxing related will be on, and then I can at least say, yeah. I mean, I used to watch boxing before MMA. Ooh. Now, how can you watch this, you know? Yeah, yeah, really piss them off. These yeah, are old, these are old men, dude. They don't like MMA. Yeah. 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 But I think they admit that at least it's not a bunch of hugging. Yes. Yeah. Too much hugging. Yeah. Because they, they probably would like a style of boxing where two out-of-shape dudes just punched each other in the face. Yes, and wanted to take on all comers. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. That's probably their ideal boxing, so... Yeah, That's my, the um, best I can do with those. At the place I worked before, the place I work now, the, everyone um, was even more style conscious and stuff. Um, dressed up more and, and stuff. And everyone was always going to like these super old school barbers to get like lined up and get their beard trimmed and yeah, all this get, shit. Get a hot shave or whatever. Yeah get, a hot, yeah, get a hot shave with a straight razor and all this shit. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with my $8 haircut. I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, I definitely feel like I want to be pampered by a 55-year-old man. Yeah, I don't like old dudes touching me. I don't know what... Maybe I'm weird. I don't know. It's no, not it's, really my thing. That is evolutionary biology. <laughs> You're not supposed to like being touched by an old dude. What does it mean? Yeah. Why is he still around? I just remember one is time... Is he more powerful than you? What's going on? <laughs> That's right. Sure, one time How come I... you haven't supplanted him in the tribe's hierarchy yet? You're young and virile. I, um, I remember one time I went and I got a physical... And it was on a work day. It was like first thing in the morning. It was like my I got new insurance and had a new doctor and all this stuff. And I just went in and, and got a physical. And I just thought that is really the worst. That's the worst way I've ever like spent my early morning. Like the worst way to wake up in the morning is to have like an old dude just like touching your junk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not good. I felt bad about it all day. 
all day. I was I, like, I don't, I don't like how the day started. I just got off to a bad what, start. This is what I don't understand. Do, do they think you might have a secret hernia? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I don't have any symptoms. I have no complaints. Yeah, I like. I thought the way this worked was <laughs> I tell you when something's wrong. Yeah, you I don't told... go like feeling around my balls. <laughs> yeah, trying I, to I, see what's up. I told you I get migraines, and you told me to like pull down my shorts. I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. Are, are the migraines coming from my testes? Is that where the migraines are from? Cut them off. <laughs> I don't want them anymore. <laughs> Not no, worth dog, it. If you lose your testicles, then you're just going to listen to Don't Stop Believing 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, well, we did have that neighbor. How many times do you think he listened to that song while he lived above us? I don't know, because I would leave for school, and he'd be playing it, and I'd come home from school, and he'd still be playing it. And uh, that was a problem. I assumed he played it the entire time I was gone, and he played it super loud, so that everyone in the apartment complex could hear it. If he played it too quiet, dog, he would stop believing. (laughs) I think that's true. He really had to force himself. He was concerned. Well, he did have the cancers, so... But it uh, did ruin that song forever for me. I have a uh, visceral reaction to it. You know, I told Katie that story just a couple of weeks ago, and she said, that's a shame because that's a good song. And I wanted to say, is it? I wouldn't even know at this point. I wouldn't I mean, even that's know. The thing. That's the thing. Like, who knows? Yeah. It's catchy. I understand that. Like, I um, logically, I, people seem to find that song very catchy. I, I underwent some behavioral modification. And, yeah, um, it's impossible for me to know whether that's even a good song at yeah. this point. I just, I can't hear it. If it starts to come on, I go, nope, and get rid of that shit. I panic like Moesha's coming on the TV or something. <laughs> just snap the knob right off the thing, trying to get rid of it. Didn't even change the channel. <laughs> no. Well, again. Didn't work at all. We uh, <laughs> hey, we just used channel locks from then on. <laughs> we were, we were in, we were in a much different situation, really. We, we're doing okay, you and I, these days. Got like, yeah, yeah. We don't live in the same bedroom with a 13-inch TV with a knob to change the channels. <laughs> trying to pick up UPN over the air. It's very to different. jump on it when Moesha came on. It's a very different experience. I've got like a big TV with a remote. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my cable goes through my Xbox for no goddamn reason. Yeah, I, I can't um, figure out why, but I did it. That way, if Moesha or Clueless comes on, I won't in a haste to turn it off, snap the knob off the TV, and then be stuck. Yeah. Stuck watching it, or have, then to, panic. have to turn off the TV. Yeah, and shout yeah. a bunch. <laughs> no, 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 no! And another song that I went through a period where, <clears throat> is this a good song at all, was um, I'll Melt With You. Hmm. Because there were, after that Burger King commercial, that song just got so big. Yeah. That it was like, you never stopped hearing it. It was, well, I don't know, that was maybe six or seven years after the song actually came out, right? Yeah, oh yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe as many as ten. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, came but out. But I heard it on I heard it on the radio the other day, and I was like, no, I do like this song. No, I think I've told you, that's, um, that's well, it's kind of like a perfect pop rock song. You know? I mean, it kind of is. <clears throat> it's, um, it's just different enough. Just different and new wavy enough in its instrumentation, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, but super catchy and um, I don't know. I feel like I've heard it twenty thousand times and I still like it. So I'm okay with it's Melt with a, You. A little bit of a guitar riff going on under the verses, but it, it doesn't get in the way of the words at all. 
Yeah. But like often, there's just um, nothing happening during the verse of a pop song. Yes, that's correct. But there's at least a little interest in that one. Yeah, I like that one. I don't I don't know if I like anything else they ever did, but I like that one. Now, if I could name another <laughs> song they ever did. That's, yeah, that's, that's the truth. That was um, Modern English? Who did that? Yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, so that was, that was a, that's a good one. But don't stop believing. I can't. Uh, <clears throat> I can't ever hear that again. It's gonna be a. It'll be a long time before I don't immediately flash back to the late nineties. People don't understand, dude. It's, you're living in a shit apartment. It's uh, probably a hundred degrees. A <laughs> hundred degrees. You can't hear. I mean, you can hear everything that happens in every apartment. Y- and you're just sitting there, and it's just hours. Just hours every day of that it same just, song. As soon as it stops, it starts again. Uh, it, it, I mean, really, it really is like like the kind of torture you see on TV, like where they put someone in a room and they tie them to the chair, mm-hmm. and like play like disturbing shit. It's that is even my disturbing more torturous shit. because it's a little muffled. Yeah. Yep. Oh well, that's why I recognize it so well anywhere I am. I heard the bass so much mm-hmm. that if we're in like a loud restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. And all I can hear is the bass of it. I immediately go, "Oh God, oh my God, I can't believe they're playing that." And Mar- that's Mar-Gon my go, useless superpower, by the way, is to recognize a sign song from its baseline in a loud Chili's environment. Right. <laughs> yeah, Marzano go, "What? What are they playing?" And I go, "You can't hear that." Yeah, Katie won't even know that music is playing, and I'll be like, oh, "Isn't she lovely?" <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. They can play that all day. I don't care, but. When when Katie and I eventually divorce, I'm certain that somewhere in the paperwork it will say that one of the reasons she's aggrieved is that for the first three years that we lived together, I kept asking her, hey, you know who does this song? <laughs> she hates that game. Really? Not a fan? She's not interested in playing that game at all. I do play that with Marshawn, like if we're driving and I have the iPod going or something. I'll be like, guess who does this? And she'll go, I don't know who. I'll go, no, you have to guess. The game is you have to you have to guess it. Is that a, that's not even a game we played together? I don't know why we both do that. I don't, well, we, we could we couldn't play it together because we share an upbringing and a brain. Yeah, it'd be like I know exactly what that is, <laughs> exactly what it is. Like yes, it's I, Koala I recognize... Sprint again. I know who does going to a go go. <laughs> I know, one hundred percent. I know <laughs> from the very first drum hit in that song. <laughs> I know what song it is. Oh, that's some bad guitar playing in that song, by the way. Well, you know. Was Smokey playing guitar there? Maybe. Yeah, maybe he fancied himself a guitar player at that point. That's some Andre 3000 level guitar playing. Uh, Andre wants you to believe he does it like that because he's artistic. Uh, I guess. I'm sure you saw that Key and Peele skit where um, one of them plays Big Boy and one of them plays Andre 3000. And I just, assume that it, Jordan plays Big Boy and... Keegan-Michael Key plays uh, Andre 3000. <laughs> yes, and it's the reason they broke up. And it's just because of how fucking weird Andre 3000 is. He's gotta be. He's definitely the weirder of the two. Yeah. <clears throat> you need good. those big boy songs in there to balance him out. Well, look, they could... Look, they could never have been together again after Speaker Box to Love Below. No, it's true. Be- mainly because of ego. And I think anyone's ego would be bruised by the following. You put out the best hip-hop record in years. Just a, a great, great, great hip-hop record. And your partner 
puts out an experimental record that is 15 times as good as yours. Oh, I know. Yeah. On the same day. Speakerbox is so good. Yeah. It's, but it's like a traditional rap record. But his flow is so great. The songs are good. The tracks are good. It's That's like a great good. rap record. And, but then you put on the love below and you're like, oh, there's nothing else like this. Yep. And I love it. Yep. We're in a new, this is a new thing and it's better. And um, you, I don't think you could coexist as partners after that. Like, Yeah. Like, can you imagine uh, the first time somebody told Big Boy, hey, you know what I really love? Dracula's Wedding. <laughs> Man, fuck you. Yeah, like <laughs> you know what you love sorry, the rooster that song talks about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> That's right. He thought the weird songs he made were like because the tracks are a little bit weird. Yeah, you know, and then and then he rapped real good over them, and he should be really proud of himself. He should. I feel bad for Big Boy. He well, did good work. Box was a real good record. He did good work that. On that record. Incidentally, permanently ruined for me because I listened to the Love Below first. <laughs> That's right. Yep. They, the record is called Speaker Box slash The Love Below. Yeah. I should have listened to them in that order. Yeah. But I didn't. So I was not surprised when they never never really did anything together again after that. Cause yeah. No, you're right. That would have been real hard to take. I just for Not even like for an egomaniac. Just like for an average everyday person like that would have been too hard. Oh, yeah. You, you just have to have a slight bit of ego. Like a normal, healthy amount. Yeah. You put out like the record of your career. And like your he partner... must have been so proud of his side of that double album. Yeah. And then your partner just blows you out of the water. And yeah. your your song, your hit record off of the, off that album is number two on the charts for like six months behind the other one. Behind your partner's song. The Way You Move <laughs> was number two for months. Oh, that's such behind a good song. Hey Y'all. It's not, even, it's not even my favorite song on that side, no. but like, that's a good song. But then yeah, like, Hey Y'all was unstoppable. Yep. It... He makes a big guitar mistake. Yes, yeah, like, but he just goes, I'm just going to make it, it every time. It's a four-chord song. <laughs> One of the chords is not in the key that the other three are. Yeah, and if you just if you took out everything else and you just played the guitar track, you'd go, oh, that is really bad. That sounds awful. That's some real, that's bad guitar playing, and <laughs> it sounds very odd. Purposefully bad, because he does it's it like, every I, time. I don't, I don't believe that he did that intentionally to build tension, because that song is pure pop. That's right. But because it's he made a bad choice. It's just different enough. That's right. It just makes it like just nothing else exactly like that. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Your your dad is going to be mad when he hears that one of the lines is just want to make you come up. <laughs> your dad, who when you were four was blasting two live crew and shit. Yeah. That guy needs to look in the mirror. He's got a lot of growing up to do. He really got way less cool as we got older. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he there was ever a chance he was really going to get into rap, but you're not wrong about Two Live Crew. Yeah. And, like, he's the one who bought Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him. That's right. Yeah. But it wasn't us. Yeah. He's the one who brought that... <sighs> I don't know what he would refer to it as. Well, it's Something not... racist. Let's not guess. Something racist, probably. <laughs> that racist music term. Um... <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, and the fact the, the that there was a clear delineation between the two projects and they did not work together on them, it was like, at least if Big Boy had been working on on Andre's record and vice versa, they could have been like, oh, that's my success too. Mm-hmm. But because it was very obviously separate projects, it was like, okay, well, I guess we're done. 
Yep, guess that's it for Outcast. Because we can't even be friends. Feel bad about it. It just it breaks me up inside. Yeah. Um, other mistakes Andre makes on that record include um, some some say Atlanta, some say New York, <laughs> some say Perry, France. No one ever said Atlanta, ever. Nope. Not even <laughs> one time. Really never happened. Never been mentioned in the same breath with New York and Paris. I mean, maybe if you were flying from Atlanta to Paris and you had to stop in New York. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever flown from Atlanta to Paris. No, why would you? What much business do you have in Paris? Yeah, she can't go there. <clears throat> yeah, that always makes me laugh when I hear that one. That um, actually, the whole record reminds me of uh, taking the bus to Mission College. Oh yeah. And so, actually, I do have kind of bad emotional memories. <laughs> Look, dog, you didn't have to go to Mission. There are six community colleges in the South Bay. <clears throat> yeah. You could have gone to West Valley or Foothill or Evergreen. I went to both. I went to West Valley, too. Mm. I did both. West Valley was better, for sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's it's up in the foothills, where it's, like, green and nature-y. Yeah. It's a very Not nice a case. cement dumpster next yep. to a big movie theater. Yep. Full of uh, full of kids from Stinkpedis. Yep. Like, everybody I met there went to Milpitas High School. It's sort of the way everyone in West Valley went to Westmont. <clears throat> but anyway, so I have bad sense memory. I have bad emotional memories of it. I, sometimes I hear songs on that record that I really like that are good songs, and I have to switch it. I have to go move on to the next song. <laughs> like, nope, don't want to remember that today. Oh, I can't afford to be there right now. <laughs> That's right. I'm just barely hanging on emotionally, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> can't revisit that. <laughs> yep. There's an NERD record that's the same way. Where I like all the songs on it, but I'm always like, nope, they're not going to do it. I'm not going to go there emotionally. So. Because life's hard, everybody. Sometimes you go to a a bad community college. Sometimes you buy a couple of kids' movies from your childhood, even though you knew that they creeped you out when you were a kid. And then you're still surprised when they are, like, super creepy as an adult. Wait, wait. Did you say you buy them? Are you yeah. buying movies still? Dude, I bought two DVDizzles. You're not just watching whatever's on Netflix? <clears throat> I don't know why I did. I think it was just on Amazon, and I just saw one of them. I saw the Brave Little Toaster for some reason. It's got uh, Phil Harbin in it, right? He is barely in it. He's, He's barely in that, though, he, right? He plays the uh, air conditioner unit that has a weird uh, breakdown and dies. Yeah, no, dog. I can't watch that movie, so I don't remember that character. It is a very disturbing movie. I, I last saw that movie sometime in the late '80s, <laughs> definitely in the Lexington Drive apartment. <laughs> and you, and, I, and you, I know, I know not to watch it again. So you too remembered it as being just not, just not for kids. Oh yeah, didn't like it then. Yeah, it's a, it's very disturbing. It's like, nightmare-inducing. It's, it's one of the opening scenes where Phil Hartman, the air conditioner unit, has a breakdown and sparks start shooting out of his mouth, and then he, like, starts smoking and he dies. Yeah. He died. Yeah, and you care about those little electrical appliances. It is fucked up. We only got halfway through that. We tried to watch it. We got halfway through it last week, and then we went, let's watch the rest another time. The, the plot of that movie is like Toy Story, right? <clears throat> Like it's uh, about yeah, appliances trying to find their missing owner, but it's like he's just grown up or yeah, something. Yeah, the Toy Story peeps need to um, give some love to this creepy movie. 
Yeah, but it's like you can watch Toy Story without having nightmares. Yep. Even Toy Story 3, which has some moments. Oh, where they're like on, I just remember conveyor belts. Incinerator and, moments. Yes, and fire. Yes, that's what I remember. That are, they're a little, they're a little emotionally disturbing, but they're not the Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, every scene in the Brave Little Toaster, one of them is um, dying or near death. In, in genuine peril. Yeah. Uh, we stopped right after they all got sucked into a quicksand pit. Oh, fuck, that movie had quicksand in it? Yep, and they all they all got sucked in. And you went, oh, um, I, I think the movie's going to continue after this, but I'm not going to. I'm glad we're not so afraid of quicksand anymore as a people. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Is that something you run into a lot in nature? Is there, like, a lot of quicksand out there? No, I guess not. I think what probably happened was everybody who grew up watching all of these quicksand um, snuff films... <laughs> Okay. Suddenly, at some point, realized, you know, I'm 30 now, and I've never seen Quicksand. Yeah, I think. It's... I, I don't think this is the menace that it was made out to be. Yeah, if it exists somewhere, I, I don't, I don't know where it is. It's not like on my way to work or anything. So no, I think it's fine. Well, like I don't go to a place that has regular sand and suddenly worry either. <laughs> That's right. You know, there's probably a patch on this beach. Yeah, you won't even know. Beach, you'll just you're be going to get sucked right down. Yeah, you'll just be walking along, and then that'll be it, and you can't get out once you're in. <laughs> How could you be afraid of quicksand when you're on a beach, when you're right next to the ocean, which has like a thousand ways to kill you? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, no, guys, I might get stuck in sand, but it's like, isn't that just undertow? Like, undertow's scarier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- that really kills people. Yeah. Unlike quicksand, which, again, may or may not exist. I don't know. The internet might know. Somebody Google quicksand and see if it exists. Not us. We're busy. But someone do it and then tweet us. Right? That's a good idea, right? Yeah. So, uh, Brave Little Toaster people. was one, and you oh. did not make it through. Okay, yes. Yeah, so but we you didn't... have the DVD. You can always revisit it. Yes, we can pick it up if we are in a weird mood and feel like finishing that terribleness. But um, the other one I got at the same time, and that one did not come up by accident. Once I had the uh, Brave Little Toaster out, I went, oh, there's another movie that always creeped me out when I was a kid, and that's Flight of the Navigator. That one, I don't... I'm... Aside from, like, liquid metal being slightly eerie, uh, I don't remember being super creeped out by Flight of the Navigator. Okay, I always remembered the part where he, like, gets knocked out and wakes up and it's eight years later and his family is gone. Because, you know, they moved out of that home. Yeah. As being really disturbing. Because he's just a little boy. Right. And he hasn't right. aged, but everyone else has. That definitely would be a rough situation. Yeah. So we watched it again, and it is super rough. It was still mm. just as rough as I remember. That little kid crying about how he doesn't know where his family is. And he got, like, instant CTE, I think. He, like, fell off this little cliff and, like, hit his head, and he was unconscious. Can and we stop saying CTE? I'm never going to stop. Okay. Just, it's my okay. It's, it's my new Y2K. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I leaned over when he fell down, and I, I said to Marjan that he got the he got the CTE. That's is Chris Jericho still wrestling? I assume. I don't think anyone ever really retires in wrestling. Do you think he could start calling himself CTJ? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope he comes out in a lab coat, and he calls himself CTJ. <laughs> we need to get in touch with his people, by which I mean him directly. Yeah. Because probably, you'd probably just call him. I think you probably just like email um, Chris at Fozzie.net, right? Probably. Is that a dot net, you think? Ah. <laughs> um, uh. But that's a good character for him. He can put on some some fake frames and a lab coat and pretend like 
he's a, a concussion doctor. He likes to bite acronyms, why not? Yeah, and he can, like, when he gives somebody, like, a lion salt or something, then he can diagnose them on the spot. CTE. I think this could be good. Or, sorry, CTJ. CTJ. I think this could be good. I don't know why you're giving these ideas away all the time. I should should definitely sell that one. You should have gotten a third of the way through that idea and then gone, oh, oh, never mind. They'd probably get $50 from him for that idea. That's right. Maybe $75 if I pitch in the lab coat. um, $75 is a lot of his... That's a no, lot so of his, his spend these days. His stock has fallen, but... I was saying, I don't think anyone ever really retires. They're always pulling somebody out of retirement, out of mothballs, to come back for whatever the latest pay-per-view is, or maybe a run on Raw. That's because the world only needs two wrestling commentators, so... That's true. There's not that's a lot true. of positions for them to retire into. Well, see, that's why Chris Jericho was always trying to tell people he had a band, so that he might have another <laughs> thing he could do. But I'm not sure anyone ever believed him. Actually, Marjan knew who he was because he was on the cover of some metal magazine one time. Oh my god, she used to get metal magazines? Oh, for sure, yeah, dude. She, she, you know how sometimes people, um, they grow up and they become teenaged? Yeah. She was like the most teenaged person at one point. <laughs> you know, like, just full of anger at her parents and rebellion. Again, have we talked about this recently? I think that was my in. I'm still pretty sure that was my in. <laughs> that I was just a, I was just a fuck you, Dad. She just she just knew. Yeah. You're lucky you didn't go to school with any black guys. I know. That's what I say all the time. I say it in a lot of situations, and people don't <laughs> like it when I say it. But it's true. Well, it makes everybody uncomfortable. For yeah, sure. I'm very lucky I didn't go to school with any black people. There just weren't any at Westmont. It doesn't make any sense when you think about it. It is. I mean, there aren't a lot in the South Bay. That's true. <clears throat> I think the 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 African American, Afro American. What did we decide on? Is it Afro American? I think we. I think I asked you not to sound like that. I think so. You said Afro American, as I recall. That nope. was your, your clarification. And yeah. I think they they those people mostly live in <laughs> the in the East Bay or like uh, in San Francisco, right? <laughs> yeah, that that does seem to be the case. Yeah. None of those people in the South Bay. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um... I hope you guys are all enjoying the Lost episode, which you somehow found on my computer. <laughs> um, well, uh, I went to school with a guy named Dole. Um, he, okay. he was black, and he, um, he always talked about how he wanted to beat up white people. So okay. there, so we have one. All right. All right, I feel like you don't like the way this is going. I uh, well, honestly. I mean, feel free to you know give me some input. Mm. Do you like the way this is going? I can't. Mm. I'm just asking for clarification. Um. So anyway, so she was super teenaged and got metal magazines and had posters on her wall and all kinds of stuff. So that's how she knew who Chris Jericho was. I'm not even sure she knew he was a wrestler. Do you think they're still on her wall in her parents' house? Probably. Probably waiting for her. I don't understand that people like with disused musical instruments, etc. No, her parents are keeping that room ready for when she leaves you. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that That's part does make sense. Hope. That part's fine, but it's <coughs> the part where, in general, it happens where they like leave your room as a kid's room, and you're 42 or whatever, and you're like, it, you can probably do something with this room. Like, I'm, do whatever you want with that room. I'm not coming back. Like, it would be really I mean, if weird. If you make it into like a fuck palace, I don't want to hear about it. But you know, it's your house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Do you know? Do what you got to do. But yeah, people always like keep their kids' rooms all in like a creepy 
creepily preserved. <clears throat> well, I mean, this doesn't apply to Marjan's parents, but it's so that uh, they can go in there when they've had a couple of glasses of wine and stare at things and think about what's gone wrong. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. But yeah, I think in I think in Marjan's case, you're right that they are just waiting for her to move back in with them after it inevitably does not work out with me. Yeah. So, but we've been proving them wrong since 2001. Woo! Yeah! Suck it. <laughs> So you're getting up on half her life now. It's so good. I, that's, or as they probably think of it, you've wasted almost half her life now. It's honestly my main motivation at this point, is just to keep that streak going. Just as long as I can. <laughs> just keep disappointing them as long as I can. I'll do what it takes. I'm dedicated. You, you once saw me pretend to pick my nose for so Until long. Until your nose bled. That my nose bled. Yeah. So I could win a contest with my sister who could pretend to pick their nose the longest. Yeah, like, I have told people, don't play Bloody Knuckles with him. <laughs> I've never lost. Because he won't be the first one to stop. I'm undefeated. That's because you don't need Knuckles for anything. That's what I decided. So if <laughs> well, they break, good whatever. Yeah, who cares? What am I going to do with them? They look all weird on my hand. Why are they Science all... Science can make new Knuckles. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure. If they can give you a new hip, which is a much more complicated type of joint. Seems like it. And, you know, if my hand's out of action for a while, it's not as bad as if my hip's out of action, because... Because of all the dancing they do. No, oh, you don't get your hands involved? I don't hand dance. How do you dance to the Trouble with Angels theme? Um, well, I guess my hands are a little bit involved. Because I do the dance that you taught me. Yeah. The dance of you your pivot, people. You pivot one foot on the toe. Yep. And you, you, you twist your wrists alternatingly. <laughs> it is weird how much you love that film. That's called The Trouble with Angels. That movie film. You like that movie a lot. It's touching. Okay, alright. Well, she, she comes from circumstances, Matt. Yeah, I don't really remember. I'm not exactly clear on what the circumstances are. I don't are. know where her mom is, but her dad is always fucking his secretary. Oh. He dropped her off on that school because he doesn't want anything to do with her. Well. She seems like kind of a monster. So she makes a lot of trouble. She seems like a monster. But then in the end, the fashion nun... <clears throat> right convinces her to love jesus or something it's kind of an unsatisfying ending she's I, like honestly, i'm gonna stay sort of and i'm gonna be in, a nun huh? she just sort of falls in love with that main nun really yeah and the other nun the math teacher who dies math teacher dies okay i don't remember that either so maybe i gotta watch that movie again i don't know i just remember yeah, good a lot luck. Of, i remember a lot of nah, mean it's probably pranks. hell easy to find that movie i remember a lot of mean pranks and girls being mean to each other that's what i remember I mean, the mean pranks are like too much dish soap. Like That's so mean! They smoke a bunch of cigars and the nuns start ringing the fire bell. And then everybody <laughs> slides down that chute that I don't understand. That's a good one. They made everyone go on that, that shame chute. Yeah. It's shameful to go down it. So anyway, Flight of the she, Navigator was as weird as I remember. That's the end of that story. She doesn't get to go home for Christmas, Matt. Because her dad's banging his secretary in, like, Paris. Um, okay. She's got to okay. stay there with the nuns. All right. Uh, okay, fine. I, get, I, I, I know. It's very touching. And I never masturbate to it. I, I know. I know that. Even when I want to. I know. You're, you're, you have a lot of self-control. We're all proud when of I you. When I need to. We're all proud of you. All right. I think the back half, the back half of this 
it kind of went off the rails, mostly because of the weird racist things you kept saying, and then obviously the weird thing in the end about you and the trouble with triples. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, dog. Those them triples love that quattro quattro triticale quattro triticale <laughs> quattro quadro. I'm not sure. Fuck, I don't know. Google it. Google it, people. It's, be- it's better than the real one. Yeah. <clears throat> trouble with triples. They, they fall out of the grain bins all over Kirk. They make a big pile. Yeah, he's kind of into him too, actually. He's into Scotty it. beams him over to the Klingon ship where there'll be no trouble at all. Oh, yeah. He also, he fights those Klingons. And Kirk is like, oh, you fought them because they said bad things about me, huh? That's <laughs> he's, no, no, of course not. He's like, yep, that's dumb. Uh, I would not have done that at all. They said a mean thing about the Enterprise, which we all love as a woman. As if I it think... were a woman. <laughs> All of us. You do too, Captain, so don't criticize me because I got into a fight when they insulted the Enterprise. Thank you, Futurama. <laughs> well, that was the perfect ship, way to refer to it. Which I love like a woman <laughs> is disabled. <laughs> there are many instances that prove prove what they were saying in that. Uh, yeah. Uh, did they call the Enterprise a garbage scow? Is that the particular insult? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. And Scotty wouldn't stand for it. Would not stand for it. Who knows? Wh- who knows what a scow is? Like I only picked it up from context. That's true. And I've and I think I've heard garbage scow a lot in uh, in sci-fi. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say that. Like people just go, "Oh, that's a Star Trek thing." <laughs> that's right. Let's see, garbage scow. What does it? What is a scow? It's a large watercraft used to transport refuse and garbage. Okay, but why is it... Is a scow just another word for a boat? Is that it? It's a flat-bottomed boat with a blunt bow. Yeah, okay. Boring. It's a barge. Okay. Well, there you go, people. You learned something. Though you probably already knew that from context, like we did. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, you can tweet us, at BrotherDate. You can yes. find us on the iTunes. We're actually pretty easy to search for. And um, we have a website, brotherdate.com. It's mostly just a place where you can find the episodes. But um, is there anything else? Any, any other ways they can, can they email us? How does this work? Well, I mean, since, since the only person who listens so far is Marjan, you know, she she call me on the phone. I mean, yeah, she knows she, how to talk to you. She could call me. Yeah, I mean. She if, could get pass a message on through my wife. I mean, there's lots of ways this could happen. <laughs> All right, everybody. Wait for the next family get-together. Yeah. But um, if anybody out there listening does not live with me, then, um, you know, you'll find a way if you need to get a hold of us. So, we'll be back. Oh, so that scene was not how you discovered your sexuality? Nope. No, I think, actually, uh, that put me back a couple of years, I think. <laughs> so you, got, was... you were a little retarded because of that. The groundhog saw his shadow, and <laughs> he, did, he did not come back out for a while. Please subscribe.